everybody has these triggers that remind them, oh, I could be doing better. Oh, I should be doing better. Oh, I deserve more than this. And when you have those triggers chipping away at you, it's draining your abundance battery. No different than leaving the light on in the car overnight that drains your car battery. It's telling you in your core, you're not being congruent with your expectations. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another epic episode of For the Love of Money. It is a Money Monday today where we are talking all things money, how to multiply money, make money, make money matter, make money last, and best of all, make you comfortable with your money and your money mindset. And that's exactly the story I'm going to tell today is I'm going to tell you the story around my personal money mindset that allowed me to purposely choose to lose $125,000 in three weeks. Yes, you heard that right. I'm going to tell you the story around my own personal money mindset that may be totally okay, like totally two thumbs up. Yes, let's do this. Made me choose to lose $125,000 in three weeks. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, and by the way, you should at Chris W. Harder, then you know that currently my wife, Lori, and I are on the road for a month right now in our new RV. As a matter of fact, I'm literally recording this uh, in the RV in this beautiful campground overlooking the water right now. So if you happen to hear, you know, either some outdoor noises or a motorhome driving by or something like that, hey, that's par for the course when you're on the road. And when I'm giving you real live episodes based on where I'm at right now and not just pre-recording a whole bunch of things. So here I am sitting in this new RV and this is the third RV. And by the way, when I say RV, it's probably not doing it justice. This thing is a bus. This is the largest legal size bus that they allow on the roads. Now, all three that we got in the past three months were not this size. I'll tell you how we got there. When my dad passed away uh, in June, we rushed home to Green Bay, Wisconsin real quick. It was, of course, Lori and I and our great big sheep-a-doodle. And Nick and Jackie came with us. Nick is my brother. Jackie's his significant other and their great big Aussie doodle. So the four of us and two great big dogs. So we got home real quick, of course, to support mom and to be there during that tragic time. And all of a sudden we realized, wait, how are we going to get back to California? And we spent seven weeks there home with mom. And during that seven weeks, I decided, you know what? Uh, to get the big dogs home and be, you know, because I've always kind of wanted to, to do this RV life and give it a shot, I'm going to buy an RV in Green Bay, a motorhome, and we're going to take that thing home slowly. And if we like it, when we get home, we'll keep it. And if we don't like it, well, we'll sell it on the other end and chalk it up to an adventure. Well, we learned a couple of things with that first RV trip home. Number one, we learned that we absolutely loved it. Like loved the RV life, loved traveling across the country in it. Number two, we learned that we bought an absolute pile of garbage. Like this thing was a lemon among all lemons. So. Uh, that is not the one I lost money on. That one I brought into the dealership in California. Remember, bought it in Green Bay, Wisconsin, drove it to California, put a couple thousand miles on it. 
And the long story short of that is I told these guys, hey, if you can make me whole on this one, because I bought it at a really good price, because I'm a great negotiator. Matter of fact, go back and listen to that episode where Lori and I teach you how we negotiate. So I bought that thing so well that I was able to trade it in on a new RV, one that we really actually truly wanted when we had time to do the research and figure out, hey, this is the kind of motorhome that we want. I was able to trade that first one in on the second one without losing a single penny on it. Not a single penny. I made them cover the purchase price, the tax, everything. Pretty cool deal, right? So I'm feeling pretty good. We buy the second RV. We think that, all right, this is the one that we want. This is the one that we're going to see the country in. And we take it on a couple of trips. And in those couple of trips, it was an awesome RV, by the way. We learned a couple things more about ourselves. By the way, you, you can't learn these things until you actually take these buses on the road, right? So we learned a couple of things more about ourselves. Uh, we learned that it's a great RV and it totally would have done the trick, but we were also settling. You see, when we went to shop for RV number two, there actually was this beautiful, epic bus of all buses that we actually truly wanted sitting on the lot right next to it. But we did what a lot of people do. And we talked ourselves into the, the next one down saying, well, this is going to be only a few months out of each year. And it's more for fun. And we don't need the biggest, baddest one that they make. This other one saves money by you know getting it, but it still checks most of the boxes. And by the way, there's the problem. I should have known this. I don't lead a life where we check most the boxes. We lead a life where we expect to check all the boxes. But this one, it checked most the boxes. So anyhow, long story short, we take it on a couple of trips. And I realize, yep, I should have gotten the one that had the bigger engine. I should have gotten the one that has more pulling power because we want to pull a car behind it. And we should have gotten the one with the much lighter interior and the extra uh, four feet of length because that's a whole nother room basically when it comes to RVing. So <laughs> lo and behold, we go back to the dealership uh, in three weeks, three weeks time of owning RV number two. We go back there and we're like, all right, guys, don't think we're crazy. But the one that we really wanted all along, we should have gotten in the first place. So let's make the best deal that we possibly can to try and avoid me losing as much money as possible trading RV number two in for RV number three, which we should have bought all along. So here's where the $125,000 loss in three weeks happens. When In California, when you buy any kind of motor vehicle, uh, whether it's a bus or a car or anything, you have to pay full tax on the purchase price, sales tax, every single time. You don't get any credit for your trade-in like you do in the other 49 states. One of the many reasons that California is absolutely ass backwards in the way that they do things. So, uh, for example, in the real, you know, 49 other states, when you buy a car, you only pay tax on the difference between the price you bought it at and the price that you traded your other one in on. Whatever that difference is, you pay the tax on that. Well, in California, unfortunately, you're paying uh, a significant sales tax on the full retail purchase every single time, whether you trade something or not. So we lost approximately $65,000 in taxes on the first bus and the second bus. Well, RV number two and RV number three, right? The ones that we bought in California. Um, that's the first part of the $125,000 loss. 
The second part is you cannot buy a brand new car, just like you cannot buy a brand new RV and drive it for a few weeks and expect it to have the same value when you bring it back. And by the way, I was fully conscious of this when I made this decision. I knew for a fact that you cannot title a vehicle, which takes it from new to used, put you know a thousand miles on it, bring it back in and expect them to give you your full money back and expect them to say, yeah, no problem, man. Everyone makes mistakes here. We'll eat the loss on this one now that it's classified as a used vehicle. And that means we, the dealership, have to sell it for less to somebody else. Yeah, man, no problem. We'll eat that. You just go pick out the one you want. Of course, it's not going to work that way. I just didn't expect that I would lose as much on that trade-in as I did. Now, remember, I'm a killer negotiator. And we still lost $60,000 on taking that RV from new to making it technically used in a three-week period and trading it in. So add those two together, $65,000 in taxes, $60,000 on the loss of the trade-in, and we lost, on purpose, $125,000 in three weeks. Now, this is the important part. You might think I'm crazy right now. You might think I'm stupid. You might say, that's the worst money management I've ever heard. Or, oh my God, why would I ever take financial advice from somebody that would do something like this? Well, here's why. Stick with me. I'm about to dissect my money mindset that allowed me to do this, that allowed me to choose to lose 125 grand in three weeks on trading a bus that checked most of the boxes for a bus that checked all the boxes. You might right now be saying, that's ridiculous. Just learn to live with a couple of boxes that didn't check. Uh Uh-uh. This is where you have your breakthrough, okay? So number one, I know for a fact that I can create more money at will. I control my cash flow. Therefore, I have no fear around choosing to lose money in a situation where I am the one choosing it. I want you to actually understand this. When you're choosing to lose money, it can actually be empowering. It can actually make you say, I am so abundant that I am choosing to accept and enter into this bad financial choice because I know that I can create as much money as I want at will. When you guys live a life of knowing that you can create as much money as you want at will, that is one of the most empowering lives that you can choose to live. And here's here's the difference. Most people live a life where they go around saying, well, maybe I can make this much more next year. Maybe I can get a raise. Maybe I could make 10% more if I work 10% harder. That's not how my brain works. And that's not how I want your brain to work. I want you to change your brain. I want you to change your mindset to, if I learn the right tools on how to create wealth, if I learn the right tools on how to create products, if I learn the right entrepreneurial skills, or even if you work for somebody else, if I learn to make myself absolutely invaluable and be able to put a number on that value for my employer, then I know that I can choose to create more money and I control my cash flow. So that's number one. I had no fear around choosing to lose this money because at my core, I wake up every day saying, I can create more money at will. I can turn on and off the faucet. I have learned the skill sets as an entrepreneur to be able to do this. And so can you. Number two, 
If there's something off in my life, then it'll drain my abundance like a light that you leave on in your car overnight that drains your car battery. Let me repeat this. If there's something off in my life, and this is the same for Lori, it'll drain my abundance, my my money mindset, my feeling of being abundant, like a light left on in a car with you know where it drains the car battery overnight. And that's because every time I step into bus number two, I'll say, I should have gotten bus number three. And then if I'm living an authentic life where I truly am living as abundant as I want to be living, then all of a sudden, I'm not congruent. All of a sudden, every single time I step into bus number two and I say, oh, I should have gotten bus number three. I should have gotten the, the more beautiful interior. I should have gotten the extra four feet of length. I should have gotten this. I should have gotten that. Then it's just reminding me that I don't believe in the fact that I deserve abundance. I don't believe in the fact that I can create money at will, that I don't believe in the fact that I control my financial outcome, regardless of election, regardless of who's in power, regardless of what's going on, regardless of coronavirus, regardless of anything. It literally drains me every time that I am not congruent with this life that I know that I deserve and am capable of living. And so imagine Imagine if you guys, because I know a lot of you are doing this, have these reminders all around. Maybe it's the car you get in. Maybe it's the home you live in. Maybe it's the neighborhood you live in. Maybe it's the motorhome you chose. Maybe it's the, the, the outfit you put on. Maybe it's the watch you put on. Maybe it's the people you hang around. Everybody has these triggers that remind them, oh, I could be doing better. Oh, I should be doing better. Oh, I deserve more than this. And when you have those triggers chipping away at you, it's draining your abundance battery. No different than leaving the light on in the car overnight that drains your car battery. It's telling you in your core, you're not being congruent with your expectations. And it affects the rest of the way you think and the rest of the way you you behave when it comes to your finances day in and day out, week in and week out. So if number one, I truly believe that I can create more money at will and I control my cash flow, my financial outcome. And if number two is if something's off, it's going to drain my abundance battery, just like it's going to drain your car battery to constantly leave a light on. Then number three is this. I deserve a life equal to the effort that I put in. Whoa, let me repeat this one. I deserve a life equal to the effort that I put in. In other words, If you guys could see us on a day-to-day basis, I mean, here we are on vacation recording podcasts. If you could see the effort that we put into creating a financially abundant life, then it's silly to not expect to live a life that is equal to that effort that you're putting in. And this is where people have it wrong. This might be your wake-up call. Too many people, lead a 8 out of 10 effort, expecting a 10 out of 10 life because they're hanging around people that are putting in a 6 out of 10 effort. So they feel like their effort is more and therefore deserves more. Let me repeat that. This is breakthrough type material. Too many people put in an 8 out of 10 effort, expecting a 10 out of 10 life simply because they feel like their effort, which is an 8 out of 10, looks and feels that much more than everyone around them who's putting in a 6 out of 10. And by the way, this is not just sheer sweat. This is not how hard you work. 
No, when I say a 10 out of 10 effort, I mean not just working hard, but working smart. I mean choosing to learn the right way, choosing to find the mentors, choosing to get out of your comfort zone, choosing to work when you don't feel like working, choosing to broaden your horizons, to do the scary things. That's all part of a 10 out of 10 effort that will then give you a 10 out of 10 life. And so I know that I deserve a life equal to the effort that I put in. I put in a 10 out of 10 effort. I put in the sweat. I put in the consistency. I put in the hard work. I put in the uncomfortable work. I make myself vulnerable. I do what it takes on a 10 out of 10 effort level to deserve a 10 out of 10 life. And by not getting the bus that represented the 10 out of 10 life, then I was settling and I was not being congruent. I was being inauthentic to what I want to live and what I teach. And if you are being inauthentic to the way you want to live and what you represent, then you will never be able to reach that next level. And so those are the three areas of my money mindset that I encourage you to work on as well that allowed me to purposely and joyfully, joyfully choose to lose 125 grand in three weeks. Number one, I know that I can create more money at will. I control my financial destiny for sure. Number two, if something's off, it'll drain my abundance battery, just like a light left on in a car that drains the car battery. And number three, I deserve a life equal to the effort that I put in. Those three things will change the game for you. Do a self-audit. Find out, do you have those three mindsets? Are you living them every day? Write them down. Make them present. Start building that muscle. It won't happen overnight, but if you can retrain your mind to think in those three ways, then your results will follow suit. And when they do, what do I say? When good people just like you make good money, they're going to do great things. And if you want to work on your financial abundance, you can do it for free by going to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. Yes, the best price on the planet. No excuses, free. Go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. It's one of my free four video trainings, four lessons that will absolutely change your money mindset and your money habits and give you a better life. You literally don't have to buy a single thing after going through that four video training series if you don't want. That four video training series is enough to take you to the next level, I promise. Go check it out, fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. In the meantime, thanks for listening and I will continue to drop more episodes on the road and share my life with you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.